the mindset that you have to have going into these workouts is probably one of the, the biggest things that I, I took away. We're like, okay, well, where's the next closest airport? And everybody was like, Charlotte, which is a three hour drive away. We slept on the floor in a random building overnight after beating Baylor. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Competitor Podcast. Today, I'm joined with my buddy, Ben Alexander, who's a Division One football player at Liberty University. Ben, why don't you give the people listening just a quick overview of your athletic experience and just kind of some information about yourself? Thanks for having me, Alex. Uh, really appreciate it. But um, so yeah, I uh, I had the opportunity to play at Liberty um, after playing four years at high school. Um, had some great success uh, in my early years. Played a lot of special teams almost uh, the entire season. All all four teams, and then I got my chance to play a little bit more my uh, uh, my junior and now going into my senior year. Had some great success, you know, winning against Baylor. I know you were there for that. Yes, sir. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and then this past year, you know, going to our first ever bowl game and uh coming out victorious through that so uh yeah it's just it's been a blessing god's really blessed my life and great chance for me to kind of share my story and uh be on this great podcast awesome yeah so i guess i'll just kind of give it over to you and you can kind of cover you know your story kind of your intro from your childhood i think is what we we're going to talk about and then kind of how that segued into your athletic career um, but i'll give it over to you to kind of start talking about that yeah thanks man um so it's actually kind of funny growing up i really didn't have any kind of really like drive for football. I kind of came to love football. Um, my family really wasn't that big into sports as well. <laughs> I actually grew up playing seven years of soccer, so football was not even an equation for me for a while. I think it was the first time that I really got to got into football was um, I went over to my grandparents' house and they had they were watching a Penn State football game because you know that's where I'm from. Yep. And um, I just started asking questions about, like, you know, what's going on here? What's going on here? Like, what is, like, what is this? It was, so, it was just, like, really foreign to me. There was something about it that I just absolutely loved. And so, you know, I, I talked to my parents about it and stuff, and I was like, you know, I, I want to try this football thing out. Uh, and this is after doing, like, seven years of soccer. This is, like, really the only sport that my family kind of really did and stuff like that. So going into my sixth grade year, uh, I played flag football. That's how I got my start. You know, a lot of people get their, their start in flag football, but that's where I got my start. It was kind of a, it was kind of a wild ride for me. I really didn't understand, like, uh, why I had to go to the right on a certain play or to the left, because like, I had this soccer mentality of where you're just all, you know constantly moving. So yeah, it just it evolves throughout the entire game versus, hey, this is the play we're going to run, go do it type thing. Yeah, so I just kind of had to slow down a little bit and kind of learn, like, what football was all about. But from there on out, um, I started in seventh grade. Uh, I got to, well, actually seventh and eighth grade, uh, I started playing uh, tackle football for the first time. And that's when I started to, you could say, learn. My coaches back then, like, I had so much raw talent. And, you know, my, my mind at that time was just all over the place. So... They had, they had trouble kind of teaching me things and stuff. So I, I learned things about the game and, like, stuff like that, how to manage, like, plays and read defenses and stuff like that, but not to the extent that where I needed to be um, going into, like, my freshman and sophomore and all those years. Sure, yeah. But um, but uh, that that was such an experience for me because <laughs> I was really just going out there and they were just, they were just saying, hey, you know, we're gonna give you the ball, just run. Like that was, that was literally most of the plays. And um, once I got to high school, that kind of 
kind of kind of showed up for me like my lack of understanding the game completely I, my freshman year i did real really well i was actually playing running back my freshman year, which is kind of kind of crazy for me thinking like looking back on it and everything and um i actually got to play wide receiver my sophomore year uh coming in and i got to go up well, i played up on varsity and play wide receiver for a while um offense was always like my go-to while in college or in high school and uh, middle school i never really played defense so I was kind of shocked when I got to college, but that's... Which that's is like a, the exact opposite of what you're doing now. <laughs> yeah, complete opposite. After playing wide receiver, um, I actually started playing quarterback my junior year. And that's actually, that's actually uh, my uncle actually helped me with uh, becoming a quarterback more. He's a, he's a high school coach at a, at a Division six school. And so he really helped me develop my skills as a quarterback and stuff like that. And so that's kind of where I got my start on offense I started, you know, understanding offenses and stuff like that. I was starting to like I was I was planning to be an offensive player in high in college, you know, if I ever got my shot to. So sure, yeah. that's what I was that's what I was working toward. I was, you know, I was watching film of stuff like other quarterbacks and stuff, um, like like Cam Newton back in the day and stuff <laughs> like that. And, you know, RG three and all those guys. You know, Mike Vick, but um, but. As, as I got to uh, my end of my senior season, I would believe, yeah, senior season, I actually broke my wrist. And so my uh, my quarterback days were, were over at that at that time. But I still got to play a uh, uh, wide receiver in a cast, which is kind of the, one of the craziest things I've ever done. I was catching um, passes with my a complete cast on my left hand and stuff. Did you make any, uh, did you make any sick one-handed grabs when you had the cast on, or was it... I actually did, um, but I think that's on my highlights. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's besides the point. But after that, I kind of got. That's kind of how my my college career kind of got set off. It was just my barrage of of offensive like outbreaks during games and stuff, and I started getting calls, you know, slowly and offers. And um, the one game that really set me off. So it's so crazy to me, even like five years later. I was playing quarterback, and I actually rushed. I set a county record for uh, rushing yards, which is 389 rushing yards, six touchdowns. It's quite a bit. Six uh, touchdowns. Yeah. Six yeah, touchdowns six is the biggest one right there. Yeah, six touchdowns. Uh, and we still lost. <laughs> still lost. Oh, my goodness. Yes. That kind of um, helped me jumpstart my, my career and my recruiting process. And so as you, you kind of know, in the recruiting process, you know, they contact you or you go to a camp and, you, you stay in contact with coaches and, and whatnot, mm-hmm. and um, I got to I got to the point where I had a couple of couple of offers from some D two schools, some D one uh, FCS schools and stuff like that. NIA. I didn't well, I don't know how to say this, but I didn't really like those schools to be uh, to be to be quite frank with you. Um, there was something about them. Uh, I just felt that I had a bigger calling, and it was really, it's really fascinating. My parents kind of not ever having a child, uh, <laughs> you know, go to, go through this process and whatnot. Yeah, they were like they were uh, so supportive, and they're like, you know what? I think you should, you know, take a you know a leap of faith, you know, trust God with this, and you know, go with your gut. What, what does your gut tell you? I was getting offers. I was actually committed to a D two school that was going to give me a full, like, basically a full ride. 
Which for most people, for most people listening, a Division II full ride offer is very rare because they have hardly any scholarships. So if you're on full ride, that means there's, I mean, I might be doing the math wrong in my head, but a full ride scholarship at Division II takes away scholarship from probably one to five people. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was quite a blessing, but I trusted my heart and I prayed about it and I had been talking to uh, Robert, uh, goodness gracious. But I was talking to uh, the coaches from Liberty University, and I got this one phone call, and they're like, hey, listen, we have uh, a preferred walk-on spot. Um, it's yours if you want it. If not, you know, you, you know you're going to do great wherever you do. And I just sat down, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> I haven't really heard of this place before, but I, I went down and visited a couple of, a couple of times, and I was like, you know what? There's something about this place. You know, I, I loved the, the coaching staff at the time, and I was like, "This is probably this is probably the best for me to grow, not only as a football player, but as you know, as a man, no doubt. As a, you know, as a believer, definitely. Yeah. So that's so that's that kind of helped me take the next step and in going in into going into college. Kind of the backtrack a little bit. Growing up, uh, you know, I was adopted at the age of six months. I had a great family, man. Awesome family. But growing up, it was hard for me to, like, uh, you know, at times I just felt like I was so, like, out of place at times. Sometimes, you know, I would just, like, I would look, like, at a situation, you know, going to a, to a school that was predominantly, uh, you know, Caucasian, you kind of feel like, you you know, you're, like, there's something wrong. I don't, not necessarily wrong, but, like... Well, it's just different, you know, culture backgrounds. You know, I grew up in a predominantly conservative area, you know, not that that has anything to do with race, but I grew up in a pretty white area. And then, you know, obviously you would have different cities and it was just different cultures. But, you know, I can see if I was more in the inner city in the Minneapolis area, I'm sure I could understand that it would be a little bit different. You know, not that race really affects how people treat people, but at the same point, it's it's different culture and it's a different, you know, everyone's different in their own way. So I, I think most people can understand how that would feel, you know, different for you, especially, you know, with the way that you grew up in your childhood and things like that. Yeah, absolutely, man. And and as I, as I grew up, like I, I met, you know, I had great relationships with my friends, you know, growing up, and like the people that I had had around me, you know, uh, you know, they loved me and supported me, and, and you know, from time to time, you know, there were things that I'd run into here and there um, that I had to work to, you know, uh, racially. But all in all, my my experience growing up was was amazing. Once I got to <laughs> once I got to college. That first summer, uh, I know you were there as well. Uh, in summer, it was kind of a kind of a culture shock for me because there was just there was just so much like I don't know if, what the experience was like for you, but like for me, there was just a certain level of like confidence and like this is what you're supposed to be doing. Like, why aren't you like this? You know, kind of like kind of like that. And I was just kind of like caught off guard from that. Um, would you would you call that like the standard of college football the difference of the demand of effort that you have to put in or would you are you talking like academics football like because number one the thing that I would talk about is definitely the workout difference you know going from high school workouts I I was really fortunate my high school coach did a great job preparing us to work really really hard and I was used to kind of working till muscle failure to the point where you like not that we worked out every day to the point where we couldn't move our muscles but muscle failure where you were super sore and you were used to working hard. So I knew that I could work hard, but it still didn't prepare me for the college oh. standard of work. Absolutely not. Oh my gosh. Yeah. My, my school was, I had, I had a great school, but we kind of lacked in the, 
that that area of uh, weight training and strength training. I actually had a, a private, or I had a friend of mine that was actually in the NFL, uh, Josh Hall. He helped me train um, those months leading up to me going going down to Liberty. But even when I got there, the the mindset that you have to have going into these workouts is probably one of the, the biggest things that I, I took away. No you doubt, yeah. in, you, can, you can't go in there. Being like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just get through this, <laughs> you know, um, you know, Coach Bill at the time, <laughs> he he took his time with us very seriously. Of course, yeah. We worked out to the max every single day, but also when it came to academics, you couldn't lollygag around, especially as a walk on for me. I knew that I had to do everything, everything else right. But you could you could get onto, you know, you could walk onto a football team and be great, you know, athletically, and you know, in their and they're you know really high on you, but your grades are you know, you know terrible. And then they're like, "What do we, you know? We'll, we can't really do anything with you if you don't get your grades up." So, out and you know off the field stuff like that, like you know conducting yourself with others and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was just always taught you know to hold myself to a higher standard and to work hard and repeat, you know treat people with respect. And so that's what I, I you know I strove to do every single day. I was just trying to do everything, every single thing right, you know coming in the workouts early, doing my homework, going to study hours, getting, you know, just, just the little things that not everybody sees. You know how much, you know, work goes into being a, a college athlete at times and stuff and how, you know, after workouts, you don't really want to do your homework and stuff. <laughs> no, <to> yeah. <laughs> and one thing, one thing that I always try to highlight too, the purpose of Ben being on the podcast is because he's a stand-up guy. You know, as we had the previous podcast with Lucas and Spence, I said the same thing. You know, the reason these people are on the podcast and I have them sharing their perspective and talking about their stories and experiences is because of the kind of people that they are. You know, Ben is the same thing, you know, came in as a walk on. One of the things that I loved when I was in high school, I heard a punter at Minnesota. You know, Ben, you probably didn't hear this, but I've told some people this, but there's a punter at Minnesota named Peter Mortel. He was a walk on, ended up earning the starting job. And then the previous year or the next year became all big 10, got a couple tryouts with the uh, it was the Packers and a couple other teams, and he had said something at a camp that I still remember to this day. It was that you could walk on, but you can run when you get there type thing. And so Ben is one of those guys who took advantage of the opportunity, you know, doing everything right off the field so that the only thing that the coaches had to worry about was his performance on the field. That's the that's the best thing you can do as a football player in general, let alone as a walk-on, because you have to meet that standard, if not more, every day because you're trying to fight for the scholarship. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was, you know, working my tail off and, you know, there's at times that you know it gets rough, you know, as a as a as a walk on, you know, at times because you you know you're doing everything right, you're trying to, you know, you're fighting for that spot. You know, sometimes you just like you look get look overlooked at times and stuff. And you know, it was hard for me because I was still trying to learn the defense because I I came I was you know as I said earlier I was a I was a wide receiver you know quarterback and then they, you know they switched me over to defense and so I had never really like and I. In my high school career, I've never really learned defense at all, like, like at all. And so it was, it was hard for me to, you know, kind of get into that groove, get like comfortable um, playing defense. As I, you know, as I worked through everything, and I got my chance on special teams uh, when my, my first year uh, after after being redshirted, and that was the year, you know, we went down and beat Baylor. Well, let's let's talk about that a little bit. We can touch on Baylor towards the end because at the end, obviously, as you know, the flagship question is going to be, what's one crazy experience? You know, what's one really cool game or just one moment of being an athlete that you want to share with people? So we'll get to that at some point if you want to touch on that. But talking about special teams, 
Obviously, I'm a big fan of special teams being a place kicker, but talk about how special teams can open a door for people. Because I think that's one thing guys overlook in high school. Very few guys care about special teams in high school unless they're a specialist or they're a kickoff returner or a punt returner. Talk about how special teams kind of open the door for you because from what I can recall, you earned that spot through and through through your effort over the years. You know, you were there in your second year, blew up on the stage for special teams number one. Talk about how special teams kind of open doors for you and kind of how that segued into you kind of getting to your starting spot now. Yeah, so... As you're coming in as a, as a young guy, the coaches are like, you know, we're not really going to use you. This, well, you may not be you know, used that much, but, like, they still want to utilize you. They see, you know, the, you have talent, so they want to utilize that. And uh, That's one way, one area that helped me to grow and, like, understand the game. So every time that we had the opportunity to, to have, like, a, a special teams uh, uh, spot, I would, I would, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. You know, let's go. You know, let me learn this. And, let me get on the field. The Swiss Army yeah. knife guy. I can do yeah. anything you need. <laughs> Throw me out there. Yeah, basically. And so, as uh, you know, as I got comfortable with that, you know, game speed for me started slowing down, and I, you know, coaches started to see that you know, you know, I'm not here to kind of skate by. Like I'm, I'm here for the team. I'm here to earn my earn, you know, earn my keep. And mm. um, so, as I, as I, you know, I started to perform better and better on special teams. Um, you know, started on all four and kind of helping the team out in that in that aspect uh coaches started to see you know that you know the maturity that it had and like the drive that it had as time went on um you know even when it came to like practice reps and step on, on you know all that mm-hmm. uh i slowly started to get more you know a little bit more and a little bit more around i want to say i think it was uh spring of 2018 i believe it was or or fall of uh 2017 um that's when i got um i walked into the coach's office um he was like hey you did a great job on special teams for us um we really you know love your attitude and all you've done you know you're doing and uh we want to reward that with a scholarship hey that was that was probably one of the most successful like like moments of my life because like everyone before um like outside of my family was kind of like you know are you sure you want to take this spot you know walk on spot you know, are you sure you want to do that? You want sure you want to? Well, yeah, because like, you had had scholarship offers before, but you still yeah. chose on. Was would you? So you probably had other walk on opportunities. I'm sure most people end up getting walk on opportunities when they have the skill that you have. Did you have other walk on opportunities outside of Liberty at big schools, or was Liberty and not not to talk about it negatively, but was that your biggest offer at the time? No, I actually had talked to Penn State a little bit. There was a coach there that um, was interested. in but we kind of lost communication. He wanted me to come back for a camp, but we kind of lost communication. And sure. I, and it just, for me, like, I love Penn State to death. Uh, well, growing up, and uh, that was one, that was the school, like, I wanted to go to as a kid. But as I, you know, as I matured a little bit more, like, I wanted some a place, like you said, like I said earlier, that I wanted to, you know, grow in every aspect of my life. Yeah, so, I mean, so segueing back to that point, so you took the walk on at Liberty. One of the things, too, that is always interesting from perspective because, you know, I was fortunate enough to have a couple opportunities, you know, as far as position-wise right out of high school, but walking on for your standpoint. So from the standpoint of walking on to a team, I think the hardest thing is even as a scholarship guy, you know, you hear guys like, oh, my goodness, why am I doing this to myself? Why am I putting myself through these workouts? Why am I putting myself through these classes after workouts when I'm just dead tired? You know, how did how did that scholarship help you? feel as far as that effort that you would put in because at some point 
it's hard for scholarship guys to think, oh man, this is hard. Because at some point a scholarship guy goes, oh man, but there's walk-ons. They're still technically doing this for free. How did that feel, you know, being rewarded for that effort and all that time spent? Well, it, it, it humbled me greatly. Because I know, like, the sacrifices that you got to go through. Like, and the guys that, you know, are on the team, you know, busting their butt every single day, get on a scout team or, you know, coming in. and They're doing basically everything you do as a scholarship player. You know, maybe you you don't get this. You know, if not playing time, if yeah, not more, yeah. if, if the walk-on guys are doing, if not more than the scholarship guys, because they understand how hard that is to get to that point. Yeah, and so you know, you're coming in every day. You know, you're doing your work, and it, it just gave me more perspective. Like when I did get my scholarship, I was like, I was just so blessed, and like I was, I didn't want to take it for granted. Of course, I know yeah. There's so there's so many guys that you know would love to get that. You know. Like, I was fortunate, you know, and blessed enough to, to actually, you know, achieve that. So I didn't take for granted, you know, at all, you know, and I kept pursuing um, what I set out to do from the beginning. You know, my <laughs> nothing nothing for me changed, you know. Um, well, that's the other thing. So let's let's talk about that as well. So after freshman year. I redshirted my freshman year. All right, so let's talk about that. So after you redshirted your freshman year, you I think you've got some stats in front of you because I asked you to kind of bring some of your accolades Ben wasn't going to bring stats for himself to talk about it. I told him that he needs to bring them because it's pretty incredible. But talk about some of the accolades that you have, I think, in front of you from when you started playing. Because coming out of high school, we talked about this, you played offense. And then you switched to defense, which is, I mean, you're the jack of all trades in high school because you were so athletic. Coach says, hey, Ben, I need you at quarterback. You're like, all right. Coach says, all right, wide receiver. You just did it because you could do it well. And you could out athleticism. What would you call it? You're just more athletic than the other guys on the field in high school. You could pretty much do anything without preparing. But switching, essentially, from offense to just defense, tell the people a little bit about your stats because I think that's the most impressive aspect of it. From switching from offense to defense, tell them about your stats and what you're able to accomplish. Yeah, so my um, redshirt freshman year, uh, I think I recorded about 12 tackles on special teams. Um, I got special teams player of the week um, multiple weeks. Um, I recovered, I, f- I believe it was one or two fumbles. Uh, and it was, it was honestly just kind of a, a breakout, <laughs> uh, season for me after, you know, one year, it was just, you know, the grind of, uh, being a walk on. And then, uh, 2018, the next year, 2018, um, kind of the same, kind of the same boat. Uh, I believe it was around like 15 tackles or, or whatnot this year, this past year, um, 2019, I was able to start two games. Uh, especially in the the bowl game that we uh we just accomplished uh, our first biggest first game in school win. history by the way and my argument <laughs> so I can't I can't be uh straightforward on this because I'm definitely biased throughout my own career and I'm sure Ben's the same way but the first biggest win in school history was our first power five win I think was Baylor that was the biggest win in school history at the time and then we went to the bowl game this last season and that was you know, I don't know if Georgia Southern was better than Baylor that first year we played them, but at the same point, it's a bowl game, and it was the first one we'd ever been to. So, I mean, the other thing about Ben as well is when Ben was performing well in games, it was some of the biggest games that we had. It wasn't like Ben was just showing up and having a ball-out season against these small opponents. I mean, it was big-time teams. So, I mean, I think that's the other thing as well for credibility for you as an individual, too. I appreciate that, man. But, um, it, yeah, it was, it was kind of a, you know, a crazy experience going from you know, just playing on special teams, finally, you know, coming in and playing against these, you know, these teams that I, I grew up watching on, on television um, and whatnot. So I kind of, um, 
you know, in, in the back of my mind, I was like, you know, it's it's like you, you tell yourself that, you know, you, you know, you've worked for this, but it's also like, it's also kind of cool to be like, you know, like here, like, like all this hard work over the years and, you know, it's starting to pay off and you can't help but smile sometimes and like look back on like where you were and, you know, where you are today. And, you know, for me, it's, I'm just extremely blessed um, with the opportunity. Of course. Yeah. Have. Let's, so, let's talk about that a little bit. So I think the best thing about the podcast that I think, in my opinion, obviously I'm biased because it's my podcast, but the thing that I think is the most valuable about having guys like you on here to talk about experiences like this, the biggest thing is the perspective from the athlete, giving the voice to the athletes that people can understand at the end of the day. Athletes are more than just someone wearing shoulder pads on TV. Talk about this a little bit more because I wholeheartedly agree because my biggest staple of my experience in college football was I remember watching Baylor in high school. I remember watching RG3. I remember watching these dudes on TV. And then a few short years later, we're in McLean Stadium beating them in a football game. And it was one of those moments where I was like, especially my freshman year against Virginia Tech way back when, I remember sitting in that stadium when they ran out of the tunnel. And I just kind of felt like, I don't know if I'm allowed to be here. Like, this is, I don't know if I'm supposed to be here. Even though you know you put the work in, it's such a humbling experience to be on that stage in that moment. And then you kind of feel the pressure of like, I'm on live TV right now. I got to do my thing. You know, so it's it's one of the coolest things that I've experienced. But as far as, you know, your experience, what would you say to people as far as how did you cope with kind of being thrown in the frying pan? You know, because freshman year, you didn't play with your red shirt. How did it feel going from your high school game experience to just starting on a college stage? You know, it, it was a mix of emotions at first, you know. Um, you know, sometimes I, I would get nervous because, you know, I didn't want to mess up. <laughs> you know, this, you know, I'm going out there uh, against these dudes and, uh, you know, as a at the walk as a walk on at that time, you know, I was trying to limit my mistakes, you know. So of course, get another chance to get out there. You know, you, you just get comfortable and like, and at the end of the day, you know, it's football. You know, you can you, you can make it more complicated than it is and whatnot. But like, you know, at the end of the day, for a lot of guys, you know, they they played for their entire lives. And so for me, I would I would just tell them, you know, it's football. You know, I've been doing this for a while now. You know, you, you can. You can, you know, jazz it up with all these, you know, special play calls and whatnot. But you know, when it comes down to it, it's football. And, you know, it's a, it's a game that you love to play. And you should enjoy to play. So Just having just, fun, yeah. Yeah. So I would, that's kind of how I would, like, I would talk to myself. Like, I'm out here having fun, you know, playing with my, you know, with my boys. You know, this is you know, an opportunity that I'll never get again. So, like, it, that's kind of how um, you know, I would talk to myself and like, kind of, you know, <laughs> I guess you could say, like, calm my mind down at times. But, it, but then again, you know, you can't help but, like, get excited when you're going out, you know, playing against, you know, like, Auburn and BYU and, like, oh, all, yeah. these, all these games. But, and yeah, when you're on, like, live TV, it, like, you get phone calls after the game and stuff and, like, you know, hey, I saw you on TV. Like, that's crazy, you know. And, <laughs> and, and I think like, pausing on that thought, though, the thing is, when we're playing on live TV, and there's been games the coaches have said, you know, we'd have our pregame meal, you know, we'd have our speech. There's been times where coaches would say, like, guys, we're on primetime TV. You know, this is this is a televised game. You know, Big Ten Network, you know, when we were at Rutgers or when we were at BYU, we were talking about that. So, But when you're actually on the field playing the game, you don't think, oh, I'm on TV right now. You're just locked into the game. But so it, obviously it comes with the environment that you're playing college football. Some games are going to be on TV. But you don't really think about it when you're on the field. You know, when I miss a field goal or if I make a field goal, I don't think, oh, my goodness, how many people just watch it on TV? 
I'm just like, all right, on to the next one. Let's go. Let's get through this game. Let's, let's win this thing. You know, so it's it's definitely a varying perspective as well on that end. Yeah, absolutely. Like you gotta you gotta block that stuff out. Like for me, I, I just try to block it out. Like it's not you know you can look at it after the game or whatnot. <laughs> oh, the amount of times, the amount of times I pulled up the the post game replay or all that stuff, but yeah, but you just you know you gotta enjoy the moment, be in the moment. Um, for me, and you know. Just take it one time, one play at a time, and you know that's that's kind of I, I know a lot of people you know, they don't really think about that till you know after the game. It's like going into the game, you're like, yeah, it's gonna be on TV. But once you're in it, like you said, like like there's you, you don't really think about it that much, and then mm-hmm. you know after the game, you get you know you're like, oh wow, <laughs> like I was actually on. So speaking on TV, yeah. So speaking of TV moments and speaking of game experience. If I don't put you on the spot too much, give us a super crazy experience, game moment, you know, whether like I told the other guys before, you know, I usually phrase it the same way. Was there an upset win that you had? Obviously, we've got Baylor that you could probably lend some more experience to than I can. Tell us something that's really interesting that you think people would love to know about or just something that's really kind of unknown that people might find interesting. The moment I would say was uh, awesome. You you can kind of share with this uh, as well, but... Uh... You know, after the Baylor win, which was a crazy win. Oh, yeah. You know, phones blowing up and stuff, and we're on our <laughs> way back to Lynchburg. Uh, you know, we're, we're, um, we're about, what, like five minutes? We're about to land in Lynchburg. So, here, um, let's, let's, let's explain that quick. So, we get done with the football game. We go in the locker room, celebrate for a bit, shower, put our gear away, and then we get straight on. Wait, so, there's family outside. You know, family came to the game or friends. You talk to them for a little bit, get on the coach bus, go to the airport, and we have chartered planes. Because we flew to Waco, Texas from Virginia. So we got back on the plane. It was How long was that flight? Two hours? Three hours? Yeah, it was like, it was like two, two and a half maybe. Yeah, so that's so we got on the plane. And we were about five minutes to landing. And then I'll let you uh, take over the story from there. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we get, we're coming in for our, our you know, approach. And we're, like, we're all excited because, you know, the campus is going crazy. Because we just beat Baylor and whatnot. So we're, we're, everyone's hyped. And, uh, we're about to, we're coming down for landing. And at the last second. The plane just takes off again, goes up in circles. And the pilot comes on the intercom. He's like, "Hey, well, you know, it's too foggy right now. We're gonna circle circle around. We'll, we'll try again." So we do. We're coming down again, and again he has to pull up. And so we're like, "What is going on? Is it really that foggy?" And they're like, "Yeah, hey, so it's oh too foggy." Goodness. So they had to take us to I think it was uh, North Carolina. Was it was it Raleigh? We went all the way, so we were we circled around for about a half hour, and at that point they were like, okay, let's see about Roanoke. Roanoke was shut down with fog too because that was only an hour away. And so at that point we started to like, we're like, okay, well, where's the next closest airport? And everybody was like, Charlotte, which is a three-hour drive away. <laughs> I think it was, yeah, it was like three or four. But, yeah, we landed in Charlotte, and, um, there, you know, there's no preparations done. So we're just sitting, it's like, what was it, like 4 o'clock in the morning? And we're, on, we're just sitting on the plane, um, on the runway. We were on that plane for six hours before they even let us on the tarmac to sit outside. Yes, yes. Then we sat on the tarmac for like another half hour. And then finally, airport administration or something came over to us. They directed us across the tarmac to this random office building. And we kept being, I mean, they probably reassured us at least a hundred times. Oh, the coach buses will be here soon. You know, we're going to drive back tonight. We'll get there and see the fans. The coach buses are coming. They're coming. I'll let you answer it. Did they ever show up? Oh, no. You know, about 
10 o'clock the next day, the buses showed up. <laughs> we, <laughs> we slept on the floor in a random building overnight after beating Baylor. And then the coach buses showed up the next morning. They gave us breakfast. And they're like, all right, guys, time to head home. That was a crazy, but it was an enjoyable, you know, experience to go out with my guys. But probably the craziest uh, moment for me was this this past bowl game. Uh, I don't know if you if you know on this on this last drive, I had uh, I had actually uh, not a lot of people know this though. Um, I had actually pulled like both of my hamstrings. I think I remember hearing about that after the game, but it, <laughs> but at the time I didn't know that. No. Um, yeah, I had pulled both of my whole hamstrings and. Um, I was actually prepared. Like I was, I was about to say, you know, uh, Isaac Steele, who was, who was uh, you know, next up. Uh, I was about, like, I was gonna say, come on, me to come in, because I was hurt. Yeah, I was hurt for a while, and uh, he was like, hey, no, <laughs> finish it out. You can do it. Which here's um, the thing. Here's the thing about that. I'm not sorry to interrupt you. So keep your thought there. Don't forget it. Here's the thing. At that point in the game, if you had gone down on the field the entire opposing fan base would have been booing you because they would have thought you were faking an injury, but you would have been out there hamstrings just firing, you know? So it's it's the other thing, too. Like, I'm not going to say it doesn't happen where there's teams that probably fake an injury to slow the momentum okay. for the other team's offense, but there are many cases, as Ben just explained, it was a real injury <laughs> if he had gone down, but he would have been booed by the entire stadium for it. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, I was just like, I was just like you know what? I forget how there was like three minutes or four minutes left. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna get through it. You know? And so, um, one of the, the biggest plays, probably the, to me, um, the biggest play I made was uh, the the uh, pass breakup in the end zone. Yep. Um, on that third and long, and um, you know, after that, you know, my adrenaline, you know, was you know was going, and you know, we sat down, and eventually Buckshot and the rest of the crew, you know, they were they were able to seal it off. And like I was sitting there on the on the bench, you know, as time was running out, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> like, yeah, you can't move. I couldn't move at time. But you know, it was a, uh, you know, after that, uh, you got to celebrate, and that was that was a special moment, you know, especially for me and my family. I had, I shared a, a really special moment with my family because um, they they knew um, how much you know I had put into. This, you know the whole football journey and like it was it was real special just to you know embrace my family and my my dad and my parents and of course yeah it, it, and it was i didn't even have to say anything they just knew like no words like, for it yeah you're just in the yeah. moment and you just know but yeah they just knew you know everything i sacrificed to be there and um everything i put into it and it was it was a real special moment and i you know i'll probably cherish that forever i think did you have something you wanted to add to that Oh no, that's yeah. Yeah, you know, I think I think that's really cool. You know, those perspectives too. I talked to the other guys about this, and I'm probably gonna have to say this to any future person I have on the podcast. Even if I know the people that come on here, there's still a lot of specific details that I still learn every every single time that I have someone on to talk about those experiences. So like, I've known you my entire college career, but there's still details that you talked about that I didn't hear before. You know, and that I'm still learning about. So I think the perspective, it's always neat to have people come on here and kind of talk about those perspectives and experiences because they're very unique in a way that not even teammates always know the fine details of it. So I think that's really, 
really awesome stuff. I appreciate you taking the time uh, to jump on here and talk about those and share those experiences, the cool ones at the end that obviously you'll have for the rest of your life. But I appreciate you taking the time to jump on here and, you know, talk about that. But is there anything you want to add or say? No, man, I, I just really appreciate you, you know, having me on. And, uh, you know, if this can help anybody that's going through, you know, the, that walk on life or anything like that, this is, you know, an encouragement to yeah, you can walk on, but you can run when you get there. You know, Ben is living proof of that. So I appreciate you, Ben, and uh, I think we'll wrap it up around there. 